monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the slightly under-the-weather creature Joey G. Joining me as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? I'm a little distracted at the moment, to be honest with you. Tell the people why. There's a skunk living under our front steps. I have named him Henry. No, don't give him a name. Why not? Then I feel bad asking him to leave. Fuck that guy, he stinks. He needs a place to leave, live too. I'm feeling all yeah, conflicted well, fine. about he this. Yeah, can live somewhere, just not under our deck. I know, but I don't want to evict him. Or her. Maybe he has babies. Maybe he's a mom. A single mom on her own. With the babies. I don't think it's a single mom skunk. Anyway, that is why I'm distracted tonight. Well, I'm distracted because I'm under the weather. You can hear it in my voice. Here, listen. Oh, oh, ready? <clears throat> Hello. I'm Johnny Cash. You, that. I keep a close watch <laughs> on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes. Deeper. I don't understand. Oh, is my your voice, voice is deeper, deeper. Is what I'm saying. So you can do Johnny Cash. Yeah, no, I have a Johnny Cash werewolf disease, and I've turned into Johnny Cash. Speaking of werewolves. Oh, excellent! Well done. Yeah, speaking of werewolves, uh, Nicole, you picked the movie. What was it? Ginger Snaps. From 2000, John Fawcett's film. Canadian film. Canadian werewolves. We are cutting it close this month. Recording yeah. two days before it goes up. And 20 minutes after we finish the movie. Yeah, I was saying that we have not done this in a long time. We usually watch the movie and then a few days later record. This is true. Based on our children's sleep schedules. How, can you think of many... How many times have we watched the movie and recorded the same day? Probably a lot before kids. Oh, I yeah, think. that's true. Because we would start the movie, like, after dinner. Well, technically we did start the movie after dinner. I mean, like, right... But, like, three hours after dinner. Oh, my God, Joey... Still after. Anyway, let's have a listen to the old trailer dealer and then we'll get underway. So, uh, Fitz, I think we should get together. No. Out by 16 or dead in the scene, but together forever. United against life as we know it. Let's get out of here. What was it? Big dog, maybe? Whoa. Whoa? That's it? Whoa? Think you see werewolves a lot? Did I change last night? Howl at the moon. How do you feel? Wicked. This is a very confusing time for your sister. Boys, their body, trying to fit in. Hey, hey, take it easy. Who's the guy? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty. 
If I wasn't here, would you eat her? Barbie! I'm growing up, and obviously you're not. Ah! Oh my god. You think I want to go back to being nobody? You're so dead. Normal teenage girls. I'm not dying in this room with you! I'm not dying! I think she's gone. You know, we're almost not even related anymore. Alright, let's dive in. Let's sink our teeth into this werewolf film. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Sorry. Um, let me just open up my old notebook here, and we'll start. This is a, and for those, if this is your first episode of the Bride of the Creature podcast, uh, welcome. And we're going to spoil it, because we do kind of a recap of the whole movie first, and then we'll kind of get into specific thoughts afterwards, but we also talk about it as we go through. This is a comedy horror movie podcast. And this was kind of a comedy horror movie, in part. Yeah. So let's let's get into it. Uh, we start off with Freaky Kid playing in a sandbox. Oh, no, not Freaky. What does it say? Cute. No, it does say Freaky. He wasn't Freaky. I know. Why did I write that? Anyway, Freaky Kid like playing freaky, in a sandbox. Like Freaky, like Sly. I don't yeah. know what you meant, that, Joey. Okay. I'm trying to... Anyway, this kid is, finds a dead dog paw, and then he and his mom look over, and they see the rest of their dog. And, uh, you know, it's odd that they didn't notice that their dog had been horribly dismembered in their doghouse <laughs> while they were playing in the yard. But, you know, sometimes you don't notice things. She's a busy mom. Maybe she's a single mom. She's a busy working mom. She's trying to she's get those woman. leaves raked up. The leaves are weak? The fucking leaves are weak? You're weak. I don't know what you're doing right now, and I refuse to respond. Uh, anyway, uh, so then we cut to our heroes, Goth and Gother. <laughs> and uh, I wrote here, Goth's gonna goth, playing with knives and shit, talking about their own deaths. It's all sort of hot topic-y. They have a suicide pact, and they're going to die just to spite everybody else. So when it first started, I didn't realize that they were sisters. I picked up on that fairly quickly. Because I'm like, this isn't how sisters act. It's how best best friends act at that age. Well, but BFFs, these are, forever and ever. I would just... You're probably right, but I would also point out that you and your sister are three years apart, and these girls are barely a year apart. So, be so they worse. have grown up as best friends. Yeah, no, it, the, the, Don't assume that your experience is the same as everyone else's. I'm not. Just mine and all other girls that have sisters. Oh, I didn't realize that you were all girls. All girls. I've talked this to This is the kind of thing that I would say, and then you would be like, Joey. I'm just saying. You've talked to upwards of seven people. and they. I know more than seven girls with sisters. Some people are very close with their sisters. I'm close now with my sister. We okay, didn't used to be. Okay, some people grew up close with their siblings. All right. Continue with your book report. I mean, also, you didn't presumably, like, have weird suicide pacts or, like, fucking goth it up. I did not goth it up. Some people did. Some people goth it the fuck up. And I did not pluck my eyebrows to be pencil thin either. God almighty. You are very judgmental. You'd be the kind of girl that the goth chicks would be, like, totally making fun of and talking about how you were going to die. You're the popular girl from this movie. (gasps) Who we'll get into. Anyway. I liked her. She Uh, She had a puppy. Yep. So for some reason, um, Goth and Gother make this uh, like a, a video movie of like a montage of their deaths. They like take pictures of 
them in def- def- different dead situations, some of which are very well done. The and fence the, yeah. one, I was it like, was oh, the whole. Impressive. So once that starts, it's the whole opening, yeah. the opening sequence. Credits. And I, I actually really enjoyed. I thought it was very creative of them. All the different ways you can kill yourself, and to take pictures of it. Yeah, it takes. So we were ten minutes into the movie, and I was so not into this. I was like, ugh, fucking youths. I'm an old. Youths. I don't. I I was like, is this gonna be the fucking Lost Boys again? Am I if I missed the window? Am I an old? See, I was like thinking about this like, but from back when I was in ACAD, there's a lot of that kind of vibe, Goths. vibe from people. And if that if all those photos were in a critique, we would have a very interesting discussion sure, about them. Sure, but that's them. college. That's not high school. And for some reason, these high school girls are allowed to show their weird suicide montage in school. Well, presumably. It was he for didn't, some school. Yeah. He didn't know what they were showing. Sure, but then my point is that then the teacher who let them play the whole thing for That's some true. reason tells them, see me after class. And uh, I was like, I recognize that man from Canadian television. So anyway, um, then a popular girl, uh, popular G as I've been calling her, gets uh, mad because Goth and Gother are overheard saying how that, that, how that popular girl would die. And I th- and I wrote. I think the movie expects me to side with Goth and Gother here, but I'm an old, you see. So I'm kind of like, well, yeah, of course she's gonna be mad at you. You're talking about how you she would die. That's fucked up. See, for me, I was like, they know that they're stupid Goth girls, so they just be like, oh, they're just being weird Goth girls. She didn't have to get her panties. I mean, look, her panties were all on a twist. Kids can be so cruel, but that's you'd be a little upset if you're like, oh, that weird Goth team. They're talking about you dying. Anyway, um, I may be a little bit goth. Anyway, uh, popular girl gets mad and I, I agree with the goth girls. She cross checks Bridget, who's the younger. not ginger, uh, the younger sister, yeah, into a dismembered dog corpse, which no one noticed while they were playing field hockey. Oh yeah, it was this giant dog. It wasn't even like a little yeah. dog. So I'm like, that's corpse. the second time so far in this movie that people haven't noticed a nearby dog carcass. And I have to say. Normally, dog deaths in movies upset me a lot, and I usually turn on the movie for this. But these dogs were already dead. I, would, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't get to see them alive. Exactly. I didn't get to see them being cute little fluffy, except for uh, Norman. And the only but, yeah, that's true. But but the, I would say in in reference. But Norman to that, was annoying. I would say this though: there are two dogs who we see alive, and we we don't see either of their corpses. We know Norman dies, that you never see him. <gasps> and we know that something happens that. to Popular Girl's dog, but you never see the dog. That's why I didn't so turn the on this movie. So the filmmaker was pretty clever. They, they realized that people like you would be like, I don't want that. They're like, people like her will watch our movie, and we want her to like our movie. So then uh, that night at dinner, um, Scrunchy Mom, as you started calling her. You like my nickname? I did, actually. What was your by, nickname? I, I just wrote Mimi Rogers. Because I was like, hey, that's Mimi Rogers. Cool. Who is she? Uh, she's an actress. She played... Um, she's very pretty when she's not in Scrunchy the fir- Mom. In the first Austin Powers movie, she's Elizabeth Hurley's mom. So she's Austin Powers' sidekick in the first 20 minutes before he goes to the future. Interesting fact. You've never seen it. I have never seen it's it. It's not interesting. I've seen all the it's other ones. It's good. You should see it. Uh, so anyway, at dinner, Mimi Rogers or Scrunchy Mom casually reveals that Goth and Gother are three years late menstruating, and uh, Dad is not super into this dinner conversation. He's like, "We're eating, ladies." And I was kind of like, you know, look, I realize that it's a natural thing, but like, yeah, let's not talk about menstruating at the dinner table. Yeah, I agree with that. I wouldn't want to, and as a as a youth. Not now, but when I was a youth, I wouldn't have wanted to have that conversation at dinner. To be with fair, my the mom. girls didn't want to have the conversation with their mom at the dinner table either. No. Well, did we explain why I call her scrunchy mom? Because she had scrunchies. I'm <laughs> pretty sure people could figure that out. Uh, 
Uh, so giant, enormous scrunchies, and then she would have two like pulled back half her hair into this giant scrunchie, and then two pieces, very nineties, in front of her face, except for in ringlets. It was a different time. It was a different time. So being youths, uh, Bridget and Ginger sneak out of the house with a bag of fake gore, as you do. All right, they're gonna get the the popular mean girl's, girl's dog, dog and put it on it, and then take a picture and pretend the dog's dead. It's not a very good prank because presumably. Popular girl will see the dog alive and then... No, they were going to kidnap the dog. (coughs) Oh, right. That's what they were going to do. That's fucked up. Don't kidnap dogs. You don't kidnap dogs. So I wrote, I don't really understand their plan, but before they can put it into action, they find another dead dog. This town is lousy with dead dogs. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting a dead dog. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just come up with that? I did. That's good. Thank you. Uh, So Ginger gets her period right at that moment and is super (laughs) mad about it. And uh, then they, there's clearly a monster that is running around and snatches Ginger and heads off into the woods. Now, I know it's a werewolf, but it could have been a bear, and you have to be careful with bears. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Uh, and then I wrote, so then we see glimpses of the werewolf, and the werewolf actually looks a lot like the rodents of unusual size from Princess Bride. I don't think this so. This one did. Because it was kind of like albino and had no hair. Like, it was kind of, it looked very, like... Hairless that, and shitty. They they weren't hairless in. The rodents of unusual. They looked kind of like this. They had they had some hair, but it was very like sc- like shitty looking. I obviously don't remember this no, movie very well. Anyway, he was very um, handsome. The prince. Who was the prince? Carrie Elwes. Oh, Wesley. I had such a crush on him, and then when I saw him in Saw, I was like, ugh, you got fat and gross, and as, pale, very as, pale. As we all do, as we age. Um, so anyway, uh, Ginger and, and Bridget fight off the werewolf and flee. Uh, pursued by the rodent of unusual size, which gets creamed by a van. But the van is driven by a hot dude with a soul patch. 90s hot dude with his very Hanson-esque bangs. And his soul patch. Or the Moffats. Do the Moffats have that haircut too? I don't know. One, of the, ba- one of the Backstreet Boys did as well. I'm probably part of NSYNC. Had that hair. So very well, JTT-esque. Jonathan the curtains, Thomas. curtains around the eyes. Do you remember how Jonathan Taylor Thomas played a undercover de- like FBI agent on Veronica Mars? Yes. When his older brother from Home Improvement yes, played a, a teenager at that yeah. school? I just thought that was hysterical. It was very weird. Anyway. I agree. Hey, speaking of goths, remember when the youngest kid on Home Improvement goes full goth? He goes yes. like, none more goth. That show sucked. While <laughs> tending to Ginger's wounds, Ruh-roh. Bridget... Oh, that wasn't from and that then, movie. Okay, but get this. While tending to Ginger's wounds, Bridget mentioned the bear thing. And I was like, good for you, Bridget. I was so happy that the movie acknowledged the bear thing. Because that's what you were thinking. I was. I was like, I know it's a werewolf, but it could have been a bear. And it got in your head. Anyway, uh, so I wrote, add a girl. Then they discover discover Add a girl, Bridget. Add a girl, Bridget. Then they discover that uh, Ginger's wounds, which look gnarly, I wrote, are already healing. I bet she's a werewolf. That's what I wrote. I liked when they were healing and the little hairs were growing out of them. Little kind of hairs. I thought that looked cool. So uh, Bridget is bewildered and is staring at the wall of of feminine products when they're at the grocery store. And I was like, yeah, I relate to this part of the movie. You've had to buy me that. Yeah, and it's not like I was like upset or it was more just kind of like there's so much. Yeah, so I have to to write down specifically the stuff I use. Anyway, Ginger's pissed off because she's cramping, and then a villain, or bad boy, uses the world's weirdest pickup line. Bad boy, bad boy. Where he says, like, hey, I see you're on your period, I have three sisters, and you should do what they do, and toke up whenever they're on their period. So it's just like, are you coming on to me by saying that 
you smoke weed with your menstruating sisters? It was very strange. Anyway, it works because uh, they all climb in the back of Soul Patch's van and they're blazing up while Bridget's outside being like, Come Nin- on, Ginger, you mean stop 90s it. Hottie? That was my nickname. His name is Soul Patch. I call him 90s Hottie. He has hottie. a Soul Patch, Nicole. He didn't have a Soul Patch. He had a little Soul Patch. I didn't even he notice it. Did. I, just, I was, too, I I was blinded by his 90s I was curtain blinded hair. By the soul patch. Anyway, he's hella mad at Bad Boy and Company blazing up in his bitchin' van. Uh, and then, for some reason, randomly popular girl shows up with her Rottweiler at school. And which, which I know why it's there. It's there to bark at Ginger and establish that dogs don't like werewolves. But I was like, the fuck? Why has she got this giant Rottweiler at school? Because it was so cute. Anyway, then they have this amazing scene with the school nurse. Oh yeah, you lo- who, that oh, was I your loved, favorite character. She was my favorite character. She explains menstruation in a way that made me feel safe. She was very bubbly. I it, she was matter of fact, she, she didn't sugarcoat, but she was still just like it's very normal girls and I was like I would feel like comforted and relieved in that situation. Cuz they were like, "Oh my god, there's so much blood. It's not normal." I'm like, "Yeah, there's a lot of blood." Well, the nurse begs to differ. So anyway, I was just like, "Yeah, man, no, that's great." No, like, I'm, I'm agreeing with the nurse. It's normal. Yeah, I know. So I'm just like, "Yeah, man, like I hope that one day if I ever get my period that I have a person like that to guide me through it." Well, that guy should have <coughs> What, what, the to- Toker guy? Did you have a nickname? Oh, yeah, bad guy? Oh, bad guy. Bad boy, bad I Bad boy. Because doesn't he get his period? No, he gets fucking... Am I skipping his ahead? His dick is bleeding. Oh, his dick is bleeding. Yeah. Anyway, you are skipping ahead. Um, <laughs> so that night, uh, uh, Scrunchy Mom finds, like, super bloody panties and is so happy. I've never seen someone so happy to find bloody panties in my life. And she's like, oh, I'll get the stain remover. And so then she makes Ginger a celebratory cake. And is that, is that It was co- weird. Common? No, because the cake also had, like, red raspberry juice, like, spilling over the sides, very blood-like. Look, I will, yes, the cake was inappropriate itself, but I'm just wondering, like, is that, that seemed weird. Like, your mom didn't make you a cake. Like, well, I, this I mean, is a personal question, but when you let, got your let's, period. Let's just, let, let's look at this objectively. As parents ourselves... Um, of two sons. Yes, but when we, we know the milestones they're supposed to hit in their life. And okay, when... when, gets- when no, listen. When they don't hit them at the appropriate time, we're like, damn, something wrong with my kid. And then... But then... So she said those girls... They were like three three years late getting their period. So I bet she was ecstatic that I'm they sure were... I'm sure she was. Yeah. I understand what you're saying, but all I'm saying is that, like, you would then, in private, say to your husband, oh, this is so great, I'm so relieved. You wouldn't bake them a fucking cake. Like, if, when our son has his first nocturnal emission, I'm not going to, like, fucking get him a present to celebrate it. Let's just be honest. Scrunchy mom... Is, she's a bit much. She, she's a little extra. She's really, she really wants to bond with her two goth girls... And she doesn't know how to relate to them. She's just doing yeah. her best. She's Give actually her a kind break. Of, she's actually one of, like, as entertaining as she is, she's very funny, but, like, she's not a very developed character. Like, she's a kid. The only person who's, like, more of a caricature is her beleaguered husband. You know, I, I actually think they developed her a little bit more than I expected them to by yeah, the end. Kind of, but then they draw. Anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, Bridget is now on the case. Uh, she's doing my kind of research by watching cheesy werewolf movies. Hey, that's what we do on a podcast. Uh, Ginger is sort of bitchy now. I mean, more so than before. Before she was just goth bitchy. Now she's no, extra bitchy. See, she was always nice to her sister. Yeah, that's what I mean. But now but she's see, bitchy to everybody. Now, now that she was, now that she's like bitchy to her sister, I was like, oh, that's what a sister's like. But she's also now dressing provocatively and enjoying the attention of boys. 
and Bridget is convinced that this is a sure sign of lycanthropy. Or, or just like hormones. Yes, but in this film, lycanthropy is a metaphor for hormones. I mean, like normal teenage Lycanthropy? girl, teenage teenage girl hormones. Are you saying that teenage girls are werewolves? I'm saying they're horny. Uh, that was erotically not my, charged. That was not my experience. <laughs> anyway, Detective Bridget uh, joins forces with Soulpatch, who also thinks it's a werewolf because he uses the word lycanthrope a couple times, and I was like, because well, he, right. he's the one who hit yeah, the thing. Yeah, we should mention so the knew. van that hit the werewolf. We did already mention that. Did we mention that it was Soulpatch's van? Yeah, yeah we did. You're so. right. Sorry. So he he saw what he hit, and he knows it's yeah. a werewolf. So then Bridget um, is creeping on her sleeping sister, looks under her panties, and sees a tail, which was pretty fucking cool. That was a good tail effect. I liked it. Yeah, I liked that the whole transformation was like Gradual. slow, yeah. really slow. So then later, um, uh, Ginger is in a car with Bad Boy, and then bad I wrote, boy, I hope she boy. kills and eats this sexist ass. Because he's like, who's the man? And she's like, I'll show you who the fucking man is. And starts to fuck him harder. And I was yeah. like, you... That's irresponsible. Anyway, then she starts to kind of wolf out a bit. And I was like, oh, I think she ate him. Yeah, I thought so too. But it was a it was a, a swerve because it turns out she actually killed the neighbor dog. Norman. Yeah. He's this little yappy thing anyway. So Bridget and... It was sad when... when the owner. Yeah, they didn't need the scene of the kid. That actually, that whole that was the one part. I was like, this doesn't need to be here because it was played for laughs. Like, oh, the kid's fat and he's sad. His dog died. I'm like, but we already knew the dog died. That was stupid. There was no reason. That for was it. supposed to be for laughs. Why else would he be dressed in full hockey gear with skate guards on and overweight, waddling out the door trying to feed his dog? Of course, it was for oh laughs. Oh no, that just broke my heart. Yeah, it was. That was the that was the worst part of the whole movie. Anyway. Uh, Bridget pierces uh, Ginger's belly button with, with, silver. with silver, which was one of um, uh, Soulpatch's ideas. It was a cool idea. Uh, it was also very 90s. You get your belly yeah. button pierced in the 90s. Not you. Oh, I know. I wanted to. She has like a weird hybrid belly button that's not really an any. It's like not an really any an and an Audi. So I just said. So I couldn't do it. Yeah. They were uh, like, no. But then there's this great part where like it shows Bridget taping Ginger's tail down so that she can still play field hockey. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. You got to take that down. Still need to go get on with your life. Yeah, I know, but like, I should have done that with like with boners in high school. Oh dear. Would have hurt though. Uh, but that's like very much like like getting your period. Mm-hmm. So you got like shove some shit up there and keep going with your day. And tape your tail to your leg. <laughs> yes. So then there's this great bit where like popular girls being bitchy to um to Bridget and tries to hit her again, and then Ginger beats the unholy fuck out of her. And it was it's a pretty, pretty it was a pretty cool fight great. scene. And then it cuts to Bad Boy peeing, and he pisses blood and like screams, and it's pretty funny. Oh, I, I thought that was him getting his period of some kind of werewolf weird he's period. Fucking peeing blood because he's turning into a werewolf. I didn't know it was. A, I thought maybe all They're, werewolves get their periods. It, it was sort of like a, a thing about like sexually transmitted stuff. Okay, I get that now. Yeah, anyway, turns out that Soul Patch is growing weed. He's a botanist, which is good, because that means he knows about plants, like wolfsbane. What? Remember, he works in that greenhouse, and then in his room there's a bunch of weed plants, and she's like, sweet, toke us up. And I was like, don't say things like that. Youths. So anyway, popular girl turns up one night at Bridget and Ginger's house looking for her dog. Uh, and then Ginger sort of, like, captures her and drags her into the house, because she's mad at Bridget for being friends with Soulpatch. So, like, anyway. I do have to say that this movie... Did perfectly get what it's like getting your period and like not being able to control your emotions and you're like you are acting this weird crazy way and you are like why am I acting this way? Yourself do it. Yeah, totally. You have no control. Like I'll just hit a quick little story here. 
side side sidebar with Nicole. Oh, here we go. When I was younger and I was new to getting my period, I was breaking leaves in the backyard with my family. And I don't know what my dad did, but I got so mad at him. Was he jumping in your pile while you were trying to rake it? No, but he's that's usually why probably he's bugging me. <laughs> I threw the rake on the ground as hard as I could and stormed away and slammed the door and I never acted like that in my life before and I I, was for, I thought for sure I was going to get yelled at or something but I'm like oh my dad probably knew what was going on with me and been like it's just her weird girl shit. Have I mentioned how happy I am we have boys? <laughs> so we don't have to deal with this eventually? Yeah like the worst thing we have to deal with is like oh dad I put my forehead through the drywall again. I mean we still have to deal with me. That's true. <laughs> anyway, I'm awful. not saying nothing. <laughs> anyway, popular girl slips in milk. I didn't notice why there was milk on the floor, but there was, and she smashes her head on the corner of a desk like in every movie and dies. When an accidental death happens. Yeah, it's always the same one. Uh, so then um, Bridget and Ginger have to hide the corpse because um, Scrunchy Mom's showing up, and uh, they so they pretend that the blood everywhere is part of their weird arts. Yeah, Ginger lies in it and... and yeah. Um, Bridget's taking a photo like there, and she's like, "Girls, I told you, no deaths in the house." And I, that was like That's my favorite line in the movie. It was so funny. So then, one of my favorite scenes here is Bridget tries to run interference so that Scrunchy Mom doesn't open the the freezer and find oh, yeah. popular corpse. So she's op- she opens the freezer. She's like, what do boys want? <laughs> and the mom just like doesn't so even happy. doesn't even look in, tosses the meat in, and it's just so. And happy. it's the fastest working freezer in the we world. We get to that, yeah. Uh, it's crazy, but anyway. Um, Bridget comes up with this... Oh no, Bridget then reckons that Ginger can't go out anymore because they have to wait till the heat dies down vis-a-vis Pop Corpse, Popular Corpse. Uh, and then once that heat dies down, they're going to they're gonna bounce out of town. So at school, uh, Bad Boy is now becoming kind of Bad Wolf and he's freaking out and it's pretty funny. <laughs> I really enjoyed him like freaking out because he doesn't know what the fuck is happening to him. I'm like, why the fuck am I turning, getting all hairy and fucking growing a tail? I really thought he was funny. He was funny, but I kept forgetting about him. Like, I kept being yeah. like, oh, yeah, I forgot he's infected. He's not important. And then, like, he'd pop up again. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I yeah. forgot he's infected. Bridget locks Ginger in the bathroom so that she can, like, be out of the way and then takes the monk's hood, which is like Wolfsbane that her mom bought at the craft store, takes it to Soul Patch, and they're going to try and make the cure. But meanwhile, Ginger escapes and goes to the school to show boys her boobs, I guess, because she does that when she first gets there. But then on the way... Bridget gets attacked by Bad Wolf, who gets a syringe full of cure, and it works. So we've established that the cure works. Perfect. And then I really... That was also, I think, the last time we saw Bad Wolf. He's just kind of like, I have to go home now. It was pretty funny. That was the last time we saw him. Yeah, because he's not important. In the interim, while this is going on, Ginger has killed their guidance counselor, whom I recognize from Canadian television, and I realized it was Ranger Gord from the Red Green Show. It's like, I knew that guy was from Canadian television. He kind of looked like... um, Who's the guy with the big eyebrows in those movies? Eugene Levy. No, he didn't. He looked like a skinnier version of Eugene Levy. Well, Eugene Levy is also from Canadian television, so that would make sense. Uh, yes, they must be related. They're Canadian. Yeah. Scrunchy Mom finds Pop Cor- Popular Corpse's fingers and puts them in the fridge. She's like, oh, it's just one of the girl's projects. But she's lying. But we don't know that yet. Uh, then Ginger ends up trying to kill the janitor, too. But I didn't recognize him from Canadian television. Uh, okay. Oh, wait, he's not dead. Oh, no, spoke too soon. He's dead now. I kind of wrote... That's how I wrote it there. Because I was like, oh, he's not actually dead. Then Ginger kills him. And Bridget's like, fuck, stop it. Because she can't control her emotions. Yes. 
So Ginger and Bridget then have a fight. And Ginger is pretty into being a wolf now and says that she's going to go and get Soul Patch. And Bridget's like, right. fuck, don't. God damn it, Ginger. Bridget's like, over it by this point. She's like, the most stressed out yeah. teenager in the world. So it turns out that Scrunchy Mom isn't as oblivious as we thought. And she totally put two and two together after Popular Girl disappeared and they found some fingers in the backyard and digs up the shallow grave. And, uh, yeah, and so then... She's, she's girls have clueless. been naughty. Yeah. Uh, and, and so then she finds Bridget and is like, the fuck? Get in the car. We're going to find Bridget at the greenhouse party. Where Ginger is now looking extra wolfy, but everyone thinks it's just a costume. It's like a Halloween thing. That's a very common the Halloween The mom also movie trope. says something really funny in the van when she's like, it's, don't worry. I know what to do. We're just going to light the gas stove and throw a match to it. And we're all going to walk away. And the three of us girls will just have be girl time to get forever. And she's like, what about dad? And she's like, fuck dad. No, she says, he just blamed me. And I was like, that's true. So I actually wrote, so yeah, that was the next thing. It says, Scrunchy Mom tells Bridget her plan to blow up the house and dad so they can run away together. And I wrote, ha, she wacky. Uh, Bridget goes in to See, find Ginger. developed her a little bit more than I thought. She was a cartoon character. So Bridget goes in to find Ginger, who is now all up on Soul Patch, and he's sort of being like seduced by a weird wolf lady. And, and I was like, like, "Come no. on, Soul Patch, get it together!" He's like, "No, stop! Oh, I can't believe this is happening." Then he's like, "Get and off!" He's like, of yeah, me. I told you to stop. No means no. Right. No means no. Hashtag times up. So Ginger and Bridget, uh, they do the old palm cut blood sharing routine, and so they flee. But then Soul Patch smacks uh, Ginger with a shovel, which turns out was actually part of Bridget's plan. For her, her to do the hand thing so they could run away back to the house where there's more of the wolf's hood or the, the monk's hood. The serum. And, yeah, and Soulpatch is like, well, how the fuck was I supposed to know that? But it actually it seems to me it seems easier this way because now Ginger's unconscious and they can just drive her in the van. And we also never see Scrunchy Mom at the party again. It says, I wrote, they totally ditched Scrunchy Mom at the party though, and we never see her again. Poor Scrunchy Mom. She's walking around a party with a Tupperware container of fingers. She just wanted to bond with her daughters. So Ginger has gone full beast mode and is now loose in the house. So, um... I, I thought she looked pretty cool. I thought she looked awesome. As, yeah. Yeah. As the werewolf. Um, so, uh, Bridget and Soulpatch are hiding in the cupboard making this potion. Clubbered? The cupboard. <laughs> and then Soulpatch is gonna sneak up to use it, and Bridget... Not Bridget. Ginger grabs him and kills him, but good. So, or at least I'm like, oh, did she kill him? So, Bridget's sneaking out there with the serum, and it Just turns... follows the follows trail, trail of blood. blood. Turns out... Uh, in the scary downstairs, <coughs> excuse me, Soulpatch makes a noise. Oh, maybe he's not dead. Yep, he's alive. And it's a pretty rad full wolf ginger standing there over him looking rad. Uh, but then Bridget, like, tries to eat some of him, but she can't because she's like, oh, I don't want to be a fucking werewolf. So Ginger gets mad and kills him for realsies this time and is going after Bridget. And then in the in the struggle, uh, Ginger gets stabbed in the heart and dies. And then the credits roll. Yeah, and I was like... <gasps> Is Bridget going to use the serum on herself and save herself, or is she going to just let herself go with her sister? Well, I mean, they established that she's not going to go with her sister because she says, I'm not dying with you in this room. But she might Which, just still let yeah. herself die. So, uh, that's the what happened in this movie. Now, this movie is an hour and 40 minutes long, and for an hour and 25 minutes, I loved this movie. You didn't like the end. And then the last 15 minutes, I was like, this is a completely different movie. Uh, it paid off absolutely nothing it changed tones completely and i thought it was a mediocre weak ending with cool creature effects oh. i thought the ending was pretty bad i'm surprised to hear you say that actually it just completely like forgot that it had been like a satire up to that point and then it just became just a straight up werewolf 
I disagree. I think it continued to be a satire. How is the ending satirical? So I felt like it was the whole time, um, obviously a metaphor for going through puberty and change and growing up. And the whole time, Bridget's trying to stop that from happening. She doesn't want her sister to grow up or Mm -hmm. like change or become something else and something she's not. But she can't stop this change from happening. And she doesn't stop the change from happening. No, she kills her when she could have used the syringe, though. She had each one in her hand, and, like, instead of using the syringe on Bridget, or on Ginger, she just keeps backing away. And, and then she was scared. Right, but, like, when she was sticking her head through the stairs, she could have easily used that syringe on her, and she never does. She was scared. Yeah, it just completely kind of fell apart on me there at the end. I'm surprised to hear you say that. I don't think yeah. it changed tone at all. I thought it continued oh. but the, but the with whole... the same dark tone the whole way with interjections of comedy. See, I never thought it was dark. I thought it was black comedy, but it was never, like, dark. It was always, like, it was... very silly. No, it was, like, 90s mall goth dark. Yeah, but I actually thought that that was, like, intentional in, like, a... They weren't serious about it. Like, it was always a bit of a laugh like all that stuff was kind of played for humor and all the characters and almost all the dialogue and all everybody else in the movie like the performances are great and the special effects are great and i actually do really like this movie i just thought that the ending was a ending to a completely different movie i disagree it was the same the whole way through but um i forgot what i was gonna say now i don't know late for us. So there is a sequel to this called Ginger Snaps 2 Unleashed and the premise is uh, that uh, Bridget is on the run uh, and she is been put into like a drug rehab facility because she keeps shooting up with her monkshood to keep her transformation at bay. Apparently it doesn't cure her, it just like keeps it at bay. Well she didn't really know in those like 30 seconds after stabbing bad boy the long term effects of that's it. That's true, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I guess that's kind of the premise of this one. And and then and then okay, now here this is this part will blow your hair back. There is a third movie. So the second movie has the original girl, but Ginger's not in it, and it's a different director. The third one has both girls in it again. And their names are Bridget and Ginger. And it takes place in nineteenth century Canada. Okay. So like in the eighteen hundreds. Alright. And they're Characters named Bridget and Ginger, and one of them gets bitten by a worm. It sounds like they just remade Ginger Snaps, but in the past. And it's called it a prequel? It's called, like, Ginger... It's not called Ginger Snaps, but it's called Ginger Snaps something else. But, like, it's... So, I guess it's kind of, It's almost like a reimagining in a different... I haven't seen it, so... But looking at it, I'm like, that is interesting. I kind of would like to see that. I could see that being really funny. Maybe they were like, hey, let's redo this, but this time we'll keep it... A satire and fun all the way to the end instead of going full it's like, called ginger snaps back the beginning yeah right back to the beginning but like it's not back to the beginning it's back way before the beginning way and back. so then i was like well maybe are they like descendants like well that doesn't make sense and why would anyone in the 19th century be named ginger anyway i haven't seen the movie i just thought that was interesting that is funny so you like this movie i really liked it yeah me too I like the 90s, the whole 90s feel of it. Like, the whole time I was like, this is a solid four-star movie, and then the ending, I was like, okay, it's a three-and-a-half-star movie. But it's a three-and-a-half-star movie that I liked. And I thought, yeah, I like I, like you said, I really liked the practical effects. I thought the werewolf looked really cool. I liked the whole transformation was so slow. I mean, that was the yeah. whole part of the movie. And, like, it clearly wasn't made for very much money, but it looked good, considering how little money it cost. Yeah. And uh, I also, also, I'm always a fan of seeing um, recognizable faces from Canadian television. Of course. I like Canadian television. There was a show called Made in Canada that I used to watch with Rick Mercer, and uh, he was in that too. 
Yeah, you were all about that weird buckshot show for a while there. I, okay, first of all, there's nothing weird about buckshot. And if you're listening to this in the city of Calgary, you know who buckshot is, and you know that it's weird that Nicole doesn't think buckshot's rad. Ugh, <laughs> oh, made me sick. You just made me listen to the theme song over and over again. Buckshot. Thank you. Longest running Canadian children's TV show of all time, thir- well, at the time of its cancellation, thirty years. Buckshot was on the air. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that was your movie, and 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 you did a good job, and proud we are indeed of all of you. So now it's time to get serious. It's time for my pick. Like my pick. <laughs> Actually, no. Serious. Your pick was really good. I'm. Thank you. I've been wanting to watch Ginger Snaps for years. But yeah, I'm glad me I too. Saw it. <clears throat> I'm so sorry about the coughing. I should get a cough button. So, for my pick, we're going to watch a haunted house movie. I love haunted house movies. Yeah, and this one, you know is good. It's directed by Dan Curtis. Now, I really like Dan Curtis. He directed uh, the two Kolchak TV movies, and he directed Trilogy of Terror with Karen Black, which is another fantastic TV movie. This is a uh, written and directed by Dan Curtis haunted house movie. It's called Burnt Offerings from 1976. It stars Karen Black. I like the poster. It was awesome. Oliver Reed, who was in one of my favorite werewolf movies. Betty Davis, who is oh. famous for being in Whatever Happened to Baby her Jane and other things. She's, she does have baby Betty Davis eyes. That's she, she's famous for her eyes. She's not. She's famous for being an actress. And her eyes. Uh, anyway, so I'm um, oh, also Burgess Meredith is in it, which is cool. Uh, so this is one of those like famous haunted house movies, and it's one of like, the few really big major ones that is left is that I haven't seen. Is it black and white? No, it's in color. So we're going to watch that, and that'll be our end of September movie, and then we're going into October, Halloween, Halloween month, month, where we have to watch a bunch of stuff. We're not announcing it yet. We're not announcing it yet, but it's more than one movie, guys. Teaser. Or, anyway. Uh, so yeah, that is going to be all the time we have. Thank you for being with us. It's 11.30. It's time for bed. I'm tired. Go to bed. I'm, well, I have to edit this first so I can upload it. Oh, I, I actually might do that tomorrow too tired to do that tonight anyway now you know our plan everyone yes now you're all aware of it so thank you for being here with us uh until next week and by week i mean month let's say next time until next time i am the creature joey g and i'm the bride nicole y'all stay scary now kissy kissy this woman our podcast is actually just me ever decide (laughs) to wed this man